Hello, hello, and welcome to the International Love Podcast. My name is Kylie Hughes. I am the host of this podcast. Uh, I went back and forth with the name of this podcast, actually. Um, it's going to make it like expatriate adventures or something of that sort. But what it boils down to is I am an interna- in an international relationship. I love traveling. I have a love for everything international, so... That's what I stuck with. This podcast is going to be for people who live or want to live an international life. I want to bring you stories and show you that it really is possible to follow your dream if, it, if your dream takes you overseas somewhere. I am married to an Australian. I'm American myself. I really wanted this to be a conversation with him, but it turns out he's really awkward on microphone. So instead, I'm just here by myself in my little studio apartment in Liverpool in England, talking to myself, looking at a computer screen. Uh, If you're tuning in, you're probably a member of my family or close friends, but if not, then I guess I've made it. (laughs) I um, saw a meme the other day, not really a meme, more like one of those quote pictures, and it said that podcasts are the lower back tattoo of our generation. So I guess I'm just here to be quote-unquote basic and fit into the mold of people in my generation. But to be fair, none of my friends have podcasts, so I've at least got that going for me. I actually just hit my one-year anniversary of living in England yesterday. So I've officially been an expatriate for a whole year, which is really exciting for me. I, uh, I've been looking at podcasts about visas for a while now because I've had to go through a lot of struggles with all the visas I've acquired over the years of traveling and also because now Louie and I are married, getting a visa, like a partner visa to go live in Australia or for him to stay here in England is very confusing, expensive and long process and I really just wanted to hear some other stories so I've been going on forums trying to find blogs on the topics and there's just not lots of information out there so I I just wanted to fill this gap as I go through the process myself and hopefully gain some insight and be able to provide it to, to anyone else out there who may be going through the same struggle. I started out this year so it's October 2018 now and I really started the year for some reason there was something in my head that was like this is the year of the podcast. I've been really into listening to podcasts and using podcasts as like a means of personal development so I've been into finance podcasts, lifestyle podcasts, travel podcasts, but also just like true crime ones, entertainment ones as well. So I really started out the year saying I want to record a podcast. I didn't know what about yet, but it was just always in the back of my mind. So I I bought myself a microphone for my birthday and then I realized that my laptop wasn't compatible with recording software and my dad is a computer engineer. So I asked him what computers he would recommend for it and so he sent over a little hp and then as soon as i got the computer and everything was all set up all of a sudden i just froze and i was like oh i've been waiting all year to record this and then all of a sudden i had all the means for it and i couldn't bring myself to do it so i'm a bit nervous even though like i can just edit this out if i want to and don't really have to ever post it if i don't want to either but I want to put myself out there. It's something I feel creatively inclined to do. So here I am. Like I said, I I live in Liverpool 
and right now I'm in the studio apartment. It's pretty nice, pretty swanky, and Liverpool's cost of living is actually pretty low, um, especially being in England. You'd think that it'd be really expensive, but compared to London, it's like a maybe a quarter of the price um, to live and exist, really, where the minimum wage is the same, so that's just really not fair for people who live down in London. I work in a bar. I'm a cocktail bartender. I also do online fitness coaching, so I coach a pretty small team right now of women basically just working out from home every day for 30 to 40 minutes a day, and that's just to keep me in shape and stuff. And I also volunteer at a treatment facility um, for people in addiction, active addiction, really. It's like a day program where we teach them to do creative things, like we teach them new skills. We do drama, yoga, meditation, photography, stuff like that. So I have a pretty busy schedule, but I make time to read, write, all that sort of thing. Right now, I'm in the process of applying for my partner visa to move to Australia, which is set to take up to like a year and a half once we submit everything, and it's 7,000 Australian dollars, so that's the visa I'm working on currently. So a little background in me, I guess. I went to Northeastern University in Boston, and I studied medical or health science, really. I sort of focused on public health and health policies. Initially, I went into the degree thinking that I wanted to be a doctor at the end of it. But after probably the first year of just hard science classes and not really adjusting well to being in a different environment and making new friends, I was pretty depressed for a lot of my freshman year. And sophomore year, I sort of knew that I didn't want to, I didn't have it in me to be a doctor. I didn't have the passion that a lot of the other kids in my classes had. So I I sort of went the public health route because you're pretty flexible in my degree program if you wanted to do hard science or public health. I worked for six months for a congressman down in D.C. I basically had like a semester off school, but it was built into our curriculum. And I worked directly with the government and health policy. And I was 20 years old, and it was interesting because I was writing a lot of like legislation or writing floor speeches for my congressman. And I had a surprising amount of power considering I was basically just a 20-year-old intern. And it really made me realize how little effect we can have in politics being just one person if you don't have a lot of money and power even if you do have a lot of money and power really it's less about what's good for the country and what you know and more about schmoozing and people talk like just bullshit really so I went back to school no I didn't want to do that and then I did a semester in Sydney at the University of Sydney and being there sort of relit the fire in me to finish my degree because it was a really hard school. It was ranked higher than Northeastern and I had to really hunker down and study and write essays, which I hadn't really been doing. And I spent a lot of time in the library and really relearned how to study. So when I went back home, I only had a, a year left at school, so I smashed it out. And being in Australia had really made me realize how much I wanted to travel and Finishing my degree was going to be like, okay, that's the, that's done. All my obligations are done. And now I'm just free to do whatever I want. So 
after after my semester in Australia, I'd go, briefly gone to Europe, and I'd been before, with, like in high school, on a school trip. We went to Italy and France. We went to Paris for like a day, and I was really, really interested in the European culture then, and it was super fun. So I met my best friend one summer as well. We went to Italy, we went to Rome and Florence and Venice, and then we went to Greece and stayed in Santorini for a week, and it was so nice. So I knew like I wanted to go back to Europe and I so after I graduated college I applied for a job at this company who does festivals in Europe. So it was basically like working for free accommodation. So they paid for food and booze, which was super important to me at the time. And you lived in a tent and you basically just traveled around and it was like a mobile hostel for festivals. So we did the running of the bulls first. And then I did San Vino, which is the wine fight festival in Spain, and La Tomatina, which is the tomato fight festival in Spain. And it was so much fun. I loved it so much. And it was just like a 22-year-old's dream, just hanging out in the sun in Spain and drinking and eating and being with your friends 24 hours a day. My phone would be off for like three weeks at a time, and I wouldn't even miss it at all. It was like, oh, it was such a dream. Like, they make movies about that kind of thing. <laughs> so my first year was amazing there. And then after that, I went back to Australia. And I did the working holiday visa, which I can go into more, more detail later. I highly recommend that to everyone. It's available to you if you're under 31 years old. So I lived in Sydney again for six months. And then I moved up to Brisbane. I actually met Louis at Stoke. And then he lived in Brisbane. So we sort of started dating then. I loved being in Australia, but I I didn't have a lot going on in my life except like partying and I didn't have that many friends and I felt really alienated at times and lonely. So my mental health wasn't that great during those years, but I still had an amazing time in Australia. It's such a beautiful country. Then I went back to Stoke, the travel company, and I did Oktoberfest with them in Munich. And that was, again, just like the most incredible experience and Louie and I lived in a tent together for like six weeks in the freezing cold, rainy Germany, which, I mean, it doesn't sound that fun, but it was so fun. Yeah, then I went home and I went back and I lived with my grandma in California and I took a film course because that was just one of like basically my bucket list things I wanted to do. Um, there's a little community college near my grandma's house that is pretty well known, like it's a really good community college. So I took a course there in TV production, which was fun. And then I went back and traveled in Europe again with Louis this past, well, a little over a year ago now, that summer of 2017. And we traveled down the coast of Spain, went to Portugal, went to France, Italy, Croatia, drove around Slovenia, went to my cousin's wedding in Ibiza. And then I went back home again. Um, I had to sort out some things with getting my Irish citizenship, which again, I'll talk about later. But that's basically why I'm allowed to live here in England. So yeah, I finally got my Irish citizenship sorted, got my Irish passport, and I moved over here to Liverpool. Because I work in a bar and I have an accent, people ask me like 25 times a day, oh, what brings you to Liverpool? You in school? Because it's a big university town here, but no, I'm not in school. I finished that. One of our friends, we call him Sparkles, but his name is Matt. He's from Liverpool and... It just like ended up being a series of us all just moving here. So Louis 
he's one of Louis's best friends. And so Louis kind of just moved here with him because he was on a, um, a two-year working visa. And then a few of us followed over. Like my friend Javi came over. I came over. A couple of more friends came over. And we ended up living in a house at one point. And there was 14 people there in a four-bedroom house. But Louis and I got sick of that living in like a party house. And we got our own little luxury apartment because we are just lavish like that, apparently. So yeah, now I live here. Pretty much everyone except me and Louis has left by now. And Louis' visa is expiring soon. So we're just navigating those waters. We got married in August. And that sort of unleashed a whole other slew of visa issues. He can't. He can't get a visa to come to the United States at all, even a tourist visa for various reasons. So the United States was pretty much out for us. I technically could sponsor him to live in England because I'm Irish. And even with Brexit, um, the Irish and the English have like uh, from 1953, there's an agreement they have with each other. So basically, I have all the rights of an English person. So I don't really have to do anything. And I'm just automatically a permanent resident here. I thought I could sponsor Louis to stay here so we could buy a bit more time, but I actually don't make enough income to hit the threshold for sponsorship. So that's out of the picture now as well. So basically, we're just banking on this Australian visa to come in. So because it takes a year and a half for that to go through and Louis can't stay in England for much longer, we're thinking about going to New Zealand because he can live in New Zealand the same way I can live in the UK. And as an American, for some reason, the New Zealand working holiday visa is free. So that's one visa that I could get for a year and that would just buy us a bit more time. And then I could try and get a job in New Zealand and work and figure something out there. But you know, I am 25 times. I'm just like, what am I doing with my life? I'm just moving around from place to place and hospitality job to hospitality job. But I, you know, I do love it. I I would hate to be tied down to like a nine to five job or something like that where you only get two weeks a year of vacation. Like, yeah, I, w- I work a lot at my job, but it is the kind of job that I could leave and potentially come back to if I wanted to. But, you know, I love my job right now. I've learned so much since I've lived here. But so that's where I'm at. And basically this podcast is a bit more information on visas and talking to people who've been navigating relationships that are international or just international life in general and how they make it happen. Some loopholes that there might be and that sort of thing. I don't really do the whole like wanderlust or like (laughs) taking a photo of me standing in front of a beautiful scenery, like walking away in the wind and grabbing my floppy hat and looking back at you or anything (laughs) I mean my Instagram game is pretty weak but if you do want to follow me I have uh two accounts so my like fitness account is at the balanced bartender and my personal account is at captain kylie with a k so k-a-p-t-a-i-n kylie k-y-l-i-e follow me if you'd like and hopefully this hasn't been incredibly boring I'm probably going to record this about 25 more times before I ever post it anywhere. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in, and I'll talk to you next time. Mm